Hello, this is Rico, and you're about to hear another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. This is show 849. It is January 23rd, 2022. I had to look at that. It's almost uh, almost one month in this year done. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's an early Sunday morning. As uh, typical, I'm podcasting. Uh, I haven't done a, a solo show in a couple of few little little while, I think. And, you know, because last week I did a repeat. Two weeks ago I was with Chris. We talked about Spider-Man No Way Home. And this week I kind of changed up the plan a little bit. I was going to do a show about The Expanse because we just finished um, the final season uh, about a week ago for that. But then I realized back about a year ago, show 806, if you want to look in the archives, if you didn't listen – or like to listen now that maybe you've seen The Expanse. I did a show up to the, the last season. I basically kind of recapped the f- first five seasons. There were six total. The um, and So I was going to talk about The Expanse. I was going to maybe bring on Chris and Joe, who who uh, friends of mine who watched the show. But because I did that show a year ago and other things, I decided I'm going to do a little different kind of – it's kind of a grab bag show a little bit. There's a lot of shows that I have just wrapped up. Um uh, the Expanse being one of them, Cowboy Bebop, uh, the live action one on Netflix. I finished that up um, in the middle of uh, Boba Fett and Prodigy, finished up uh, Lost in Space, the third season. So I'm going to talk about these shows. Uh, I'll try very hard. You know, I don't think I'm going to give you guys spoilers. It'll just be my general thoughts and impressions. But if you're paranoid, you know, maybe not listen. I don't know. I, I won't really, I, 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 again, I, I, I'm pretty good about that. So I think you can trust me by now. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be, I'm going to cover just kind of rundown, uh, that kind of stuff. Cause it seems like there's a lot of stuff I've wrapped up a few new things I'm watching uh, that I'll talk about here at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, that and more on Treks and Sci-Fi this week. Um, I'm going to do a little different opening music credit thing here this time. I really enjoy the theme to Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, honestly, I, I love it. I, I <laughs> Of the new shows of Discovery, Picard, uh, Lower Decks, uh, and I kind of like the Lower Decks ones. It's kind of fun, but there's something about the music and, and, and the, the visuals of the Star Trek Prodigy theme that I just really love. So... I want to play that for you here. It's about a minute and a half of music, uh, but I, I I think it feels very. The thing I really like about the Prodigy's uh, musical opening theme is that it's um it feels new, but it feels also very Star Trek. Uh, it has a very Star Trek feeling to it, in my opinion. So anyway, here is that, and I'll be back in about a minute and a half.
yeah, there you go with the uh, opening theme by uh, Michael Giacchino, who did the Trek films and a lot of other stuff. Anyway, that is the theme to Star Trek Prodigy, now streaming on the Paramount Plus Network. If you're if you're not watching this version of Trek, I, you're really missing out. I, I, I highly uh, recommend, encourage you. It's not really a kids show. I mean, it's it's it, kids could watch. You know, but there's, um, you know, a lot of very, very, very Star Trek elements in it, probably even more than some of the other shows that people, uh, you know, sometimes haven't really been super. Some some fans, you know, haven't really liked Discovery. I acknowledge that. And some fans didn't really like uh, Picard season one. I acknowledge I, I enjoy both. I think Discovery needs to shake things up a bit. I, I've um, I've been talking to my friends about that a little bit. I mean, I believe that. I think I said it on the podcast. You know, the the galaxy ending thing of the of the season needs to kind of end. Uh, but um, but I won't go into that right now. But I do like Prodigy. I think we're on episode seven, eight, maybe. Um, I don't know how many there are in their total. They're breaking these things up. You know, the big, of course, Trek announcement. And I'm going to see if I can pull it up here real quick. Maybe I'll pause the recording. Hang on. All right, so yeah, there was a big, uh, some big Trek announcements that I wanted to talk about real briefly here on the show about that came out this past week. A lot of stuff. I mean, it's a, it's <laughs> we're just this uh, this year is going to be so much Star Trek on on the Paramount Plus channel. I hope they do start talking more seriously about the movie too. You know, the next movie, whatever that is, whenever that is, you know, who knows? I mean, I think. What was the last timing we heard? Something like June of 2023, I think, which is only like a year and a half away, which means basically if they're really going to hit a like a summer 2023 date sometime in the next few months, they need to really be casting and telling us what they're doing and who's in it and what basically, you know, they're going to be filming it. Usually these kinds of movies are going to film at least more than a year ahead of time. So I don't think that's going to happen, truthfully. I mean, but we'll see. All right. Um, yeah. So the the big talk about uh, Star Trek this week, a ton of things. Okay. First off, we got a new Picard trailer for season two, which is great. I may play that for you here in a few before we get into talking about the other shows that I wanted to cover this week. But this is going to be the kind of all Star Trek segment a bit. Um, so we're finishing up Star Trek Prodigy, the the last or the first of the ten episodes. That'll take us to February February third. Remember that Trek typically, at least in the U.S., I don't know about other areas. I think uh, I know Canada is like a day late and stuff. Thursdays here are the day for Trek. Um, but Discovery will come back with its final episodes for season four on February 10th. We'll have we're, we're going to get six more episodes, um, starting with the eighth episode of season four, one a week up. That'll take us to March uh, 17th, um, the other thing, but if you didn't realize or whatever in there that um, what's going to happen on the, at the beginning of March, because season two of Picard comes out on March 3rd. So surprisingly to me a little bit, there's actually going to be a couple of periods of time this year where there's going to be multiple Trek shows on the same day. For example, on March 3rd, we'll get the 11th episode of season four of Discovery and the first episode of season two of Picard. And the next week, you know, the 12th episode of Discovery for season four, the second episode of Picard. 
So there'll be three episodes of Picard that'll overlap with the last three of Discovery. And the Picard will take kind of take over um, solo airing until, let's see, May 5th with the final 10th episode of season two of Picard. Keep all this track, keep track of all this. And then uh, the very much anticipated Captain Pike show showing the Enterprise and Pike and Spock and number one in their early, you know, their earlier days or their their voyages, which is supposed to be, they keep claiming it's going to be much more um, in the style of the original series and even TNG with sort of standalone episodes, not so much story arcs and things. Um, but that's going to start on May 5th. So the last episode of Picard for season two and the first episode of Strange New Worlds will be on the same day. I mean, I like this strategy. I, I think a little overlap is fine. They don't need to squeeze, you know, the idea of not overlapping is you're trying to squeeze your subscription base, right? You you spread out your content. Unlike Netflix, which dumps new episodes of new shows, although they've they've made an exception to that a little bit on a couple of shows. But all these other channels, Paramount Plus, Amazon, uh, Disney, uh, what else? What, am I th- what else am I thinking of? Hulu? What does Hulu do? I don't know. I think they kind of dump episodes on there, but I don't watch a lot on there. But anyway, these other channels have been, they trickle out episodes, right? We may get a couple, two, three at the beginning of a run of something, but then they give us one episode a week, just like good old television broadcast times. But they're, um, and they're doing the same thing for, for Trek. But, you know, the reason they do that is they want to keep people subscribing, right? If you just dump all your content on there, you know, you can, you can just subscribe for a month and, month and watch it. You know, what you can do with Trek, you know, if you really were not into it or for whatever reason, financials, whatever your reasons for it, you know, if you subscribe like late this year to Paramount Plus for like a month, you could watch all this stuff. It'll all be out by then. Because Strange New Worlds, that's where I left off. Um, that will take us one episode per week starting at the beginning of May all the way through. Looks like pretty much without missing a week. All, they're going to do 10 episodes for that, they say. That'll take us to July 7th. And then sometimes probably they haven't announced official dates for these later in um, 2022, like the late summer. We're going to get the season 10 of Sorry, season 10. <laughs> That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Season 10 of a Trek a series? Uh, we'll get season three, 10 episodes of Lower Decks, and we'll get uh, the rest of another 10 episodes of Prodigy, which I guess they're doing like 20 episodes. They're calling it season one still. Maybe because of it being a, um, a short half-hour show, all the Lower Decks is the same. So I'm not sure why that the reasoning of that is. Who knows? doesn't matter that much seasons are kind of the only thing that really matters for a tv season these days is is that you get a big gap between them right it's kind of i always compare this to some of the bbc shows like even doctor who or or other things where you know way back in the day you know the original trek you know we had almost like 30 episodes in a season can you imagine that 28 was it or something i don't even know off the top of my head i mean i know there's 79 if you count menagerie as two episodes of the original series but you know almost nearly 80 episodes but only three seasons think about that so you know it was like 28 or something 28 28 and 29 or whatever it adds up to but now i mean 10 episodes for a streaming series is pretty typical 
I mean, if you look at the, most of the Netflix series, the, uh, some of the shows I'm going to talk about here in a minute, although we only got, what did we get for the final season of The Expanse? Only like six episodes, but that's a kind of a unique case. But 10 episodes has become fairly typical for a streaming service series. Network TV has even not been that great, you know, and I think part of it is the COVID thing still. Um, but those seasons, let's say say pre-COVID, I mean, you'd get maybe 20 episodes or so, 18, 20, something like that. That's probably pushing it even. And now we're down to like, you know, into the teens in some of these. Like I watched that show Seal Team, and I think we're only getting 14 episodes this season. So it 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 may, you know, it's just the, the way things are. And, and, you know, there's nothing really much to be said about it. There's a lot of different reasons for it being like this. The only thing that I always think about it is that when you have a shorter season, which obviously gets aired quicker, uh, I it it's hard when there's a huge gap between, and that's happened with some shows. And a, a lot of that, again, for the last couple of years, of course, has been COVID and all that crap. But the the you know network TV, you know, would typically have uh, you know. 20 almost episodes and then you would have like kind of the summer gap and then it would come back that was pretty typical you know three four months or so you know they were pretty much filming almost not quite year round they would have a few months off but um they're still they're filming like months ahead of you know when shows premiere obviously all right so point of all that is tons of star trek i mean it's just crazy that Basically, right now, counting, you know, the last few episodes here of Prodigy, we have a steady stream of like a half of year, half a year, all the way to at least um, early July of a, of a new episode of Star Trek on TV. It's never, it's unprecedented, uh, unprecedented. I mean, even back in the glory days when you had multiple series airing, you know, with Deep Space Nine starting at the end of TNG and Voyager starting at the end of Deep Space Nine, that um, we still had gaps, we you know, and there are going to be gaps here. We're going to be to get a bit of a gap in this in the summer, and yeah, so it's it's great, and and you know, I wish people would um, enjoy it. I know there's a lot of the internet is filled with discontented people. That <laughs> I think I want that on a shirt. The internet is filled with discontented, the discontented and malcontents, um, and and. I, I respect people's opinions and all that, but I, I, I always talk to the, to my friends about this, that, you know, as I've said many times on the show, one of the reasons I started the podcast was when Star Trek, when Enterprise got canceled in 2005, you know, because of low ratings. And I understand, you know, the reasonings of it, but there was a little bit more to it, truthfully. By the way, I'm going to put a plug in here right now. Um, the, um, for Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Treks and Sci-Fi. If you want to support the show uh, with a small monthly donation, that's appreciated. We are going to do a Patreon chat next weekend is the plan, probably Saturday, midday Saturday afternoon or so. I'll put up a post on, on the Patreon site about that. But what I was going to say is related to that, I've, uh, let's say, you may be able to watch some more of those center seat episodes if you subscribe to uh, Patreon. Uh, that uh, the History Channel was putting up. But what I wanted to say in, you know, by watching some of those center seat shows that started um, uh, with a few of them on, on, well, they were on cable, the History Channel or whatever, and now on History Vault. But you, 
there's so much more behind the scenes things in Trek that people don't realize, and they always are quick to just judge without knowing the the complete facts and stuff. Like here's one little tidbit from a, one of the episodes of Center Seat. You know, it's been pretty well known that that Kirstie Alley, you know, after Star Trek II. This is totally a side Star Trek point, but I need to get some tea here. Hang on. But Kirstie, you know, didn't come back for Star Trek Three, right? So everybody says that she was like, you know, got got a little money hungry or whatever. But and I think this has been reported before, but she said it in an interview in this show that, you know, she was a very new, you know, her Star Trek Two was basically her first big acting job or really, you know, on a professional level. And I think she was great. I, I liked her at, at Savick a lot. I thought that she was really good in that movie and good in the role. So, but the, when they, and she got paid not a lot. I don't know the exact number. You, I'm sure you could find it out, but because it was her first job, right? So whatever, it's a big time movie, a big Star Trek movie, but they, you know, she's being paid because she's new and that's how most, Every business works. When you're new, you don't get paid as much as the seasoned vets. And uh, But when they, you know, in this interview at least, she says that when they offered her Star Trek Three, you know, to be, come back for that, they offered her actually less money than – now, they had a very tight budget. You know, they had tight budgets for some of these. But they offered her – she says they offered her less money than they did for Star Trek Two, which she was already paid pretty low. And she had already done a good job, and the movie was very successful and is – Considered by many, you know, by myself, you know, the uh, the best of the Trek films. Uh, but anyway, the, you know, the idea that they were going to offer less to do the next movie, it, it just seems ludicrous a little bit to me. And I don't know the exact details. I don't know the numbers. I, I kind of believe her. I mean, I do. So everybody thinks she got to be kind of a prima donna. And, and she's had some controversy. You know, she, there's been some things with her over the years. But I, I'm kind of just spick, sticking to this specific thing. So all that, all that was a long-winded way, way of saying, like, there's always a lot more to things than people really give them credit for. Um, so we'll put it like that. I think um, – we're almost 20 minutes into the podcast. I don't want to talk, you know, too much because I've got a lot of other shows I want to briefly cover here for this week and not just talk about Trek. But I think um, I think what I will, will do, though, is play while I take a break here and then we'll come back and talk about Cowboy Bebop, The Expanse, Boba Fett, maybe a little more on Prodigy, Lost in Space, um, and just how, you know, I've been enjoying all these these shows the um, I'm going to play the trailer. There's a new um, season two Picard trailer out, probably with the last one we're going to get before the show starts. I mean, we're only about a month, six weeks away, a little bit. Um, yeah, well, it'll be like February 3rd in a week, so it'll be about a month away then. But this um, trailer, we'll obviously go watch it online because when you just hear it, you won't know everything. But there's a lot in here, and the, and the obvious thing that – was no big secret, but um, Whoopi Goldberg is back, Guinan's back, and looks like she has sort of a significant thing to do in a role. I mean, it's it's been no secret that Q is in this. You know, I I, I these are never spoilers to me because these are things that are in the trailers, and I don't consider trailers. There are some people I, I was listening. I've listened to this uh, comic book podcast for a while. I fanboy, but anyway, there was one of the guys on the show was like so anti-spoiler that when he would be at movies 
he would try to like cover up his ears and his eyes when they played all the trailers because he was even he didn't want to see trailers. Now trailers kind of yeah a lot of times they give away way too much, but I I like them. I've always loved movie trailers because they get me excited for for whatever it is and you get little glimpses of things. I think they've gone Hollywood's gone overboard. I think they've started to realize don't show everything in a movie trailer. Uh, but but anyway, so I'm going to play the, the this recent Picard trailer, and there's some Guinan in here, and uh, there's a lot happening. It's a time travel thing. It's a Q thing. It's a Guinan thing. I saw one post earlier today about people saying they're going to turn Star Trek Picard into the you know TNG reunion show. I, I don't really believe that. Um, I don't really think that. I think if the story is good, and I, I like season one quite a bit, and, and if you read some of the books that they put out related to that and around that storyline there's a lot there you know about about robotics and androids and 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 all that uh, you know all that backstory on data and things is very interesting to me at least so all right here is the picard uh the recent most recent picard season two trailer i'll be back to talk about what else i've been watching and enjoying during um our latest <laughs> Stay in your house away from all the germs out there, time of you time of the world. So anyway, here you go. There are some moments that haunt us all our lives. Moments upon which history turns. Well, hello, my friend. What is this? What have you done? Welcome to the road not taken. Do you have any idea what's happening here? Reality has been broken. There is a divergence. I know someone who could help us understand the change in time. I'm gonna need some tea. Earl Grey, piping hot. Hello, Guinan. Your answers are not in the stars, and they never have been. Earth 2024. A single change is vastly more dangerous than you realize. None of our tomorrows are guaranteed. You're gonna have to let go. We're stronger together. You must bring us home. This is a very bumpy century. But uh, I think I'm getting the hang of it. I believe you have one final frontier yet to come. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we have there's there's so much in that trailer. I feel like freeze framing every every frame and, and examining it. I, I'm really excited by this. There's I I know people sometimes get. I saw some people commenting, you know, oh another time travel thing for Star Trek or whatever. But I mean, it's fun. Time travel is fun, and if it's done well, I mean, I I'm I'm cool with it. I don't I don't really feel like it's been overdone. I really don't. Um, they've 
they had uh, you know some movies. Star Trek has done time travel in movies. They've done it on the shows, but um, yeah, I I think it's. And they're they're blending a lot here, which I find interesting. You know, we've got some Q, we've got some Guinan, we have um, what's happening with Seven of Nine. Uh, there's just you know, uh, and we, we've got even uh, looks looks like another descendant of of Doctor Soong in here. So, um, is just a ton of things, you know, a ton of stuff. So I'm 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 really excited, and I, and I, again, I enjoyed the se- first season. I, I really enjoy the cast. I, I think the actors and the cast is fanta- are fantastic. I don't think – I know I've seen some commentary, and I don't like trying to just make, you know, either excuses or explain things. But Star Trek and their cast and the actors, they they get great people to do these shows. They really, really do. Uh, and, and And I think that it shows very much – there, there was one other little interesting thing on, on one of those center uh, seat shows about uh, about awards and and Leonard Nimoy. They had some interviews with some people who have passed on in, in the in the show. They had a bit with Leonard Nimoy, and you know he was making the commentary about how Star Trek and science fiction and fantasy shows and movies, even that the actors they don't win awards, and and it's ridiculous. It makes me kind of angry and and I feel bad for them in a way because these you know Patrick Stewart <laughs> you know I I mean like freaking Patrick Stewart Leonard Nimoy even Shatner I mean just so many of these actors I I I mean Avery Brooks I mean these these guys are are giants and and legends and just for them to never real, you know, and I know they've won other little, there've been other things and stuff, but an Emmy and Oscar, you know, you know, like, especially an Emmy, most of these are TV things. I mean, they've had Star Trek films, but we'll, we'll stick to the Emmys for the most part here. I, I think it's a shame. I mean, they win technical awards, but it, it's really amazing to me because these guys do a great job. And, you know, there's this commentary in the, in the, in the some of these interviews and in the center seat show about how uh, the um, the you know the Hollywood people out there like call it the whatever you want to call the you know I was going to say the word management that doesn't make any sense the you know the kind of elitist that they, that they kind of look down on sci-fi and fantasy which is ridiculous and even the comic book stuff that's been coming out lately these things are amazingly successful you would only wish you could come up with a star trek franchise or star wars or marvel and what they're doing you know like and for them to kind of look down their nose on it is 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 wrong Uh, i mean not not just because they've been successful and i'm not even i'm not saying that 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 making a ton of money makes you good they are good intrinsically so all right, I guess that's off the soapbox time now. We're almost a half hour in the show. All right, I'm going to cover, maybe we'll just go like five-ish, five minutes or so on, on some four or five shows that I've watched recently that I really enjoy. We'll start with The Expanse, final season. All the main cast, you know, people are back. Um, this is basically, and and I guess there's a little bit of a spoiler here. I'll talk about the what, what we've set up in the previous season of The Expanse. There's been this brewing conflict and war going on. You know, the expanse is set in the near future, we'll call it, and 
it's essentially a very hard um, science fiction kind of a show, kind of a little bit like Battlestar Galactica in a way, but it's about the most realistic portrayal of, let's say, potentially in the next few hundred years of colonization of our solar system. And you essentially have three kind of groups or factions. You have the Earthers or the, you know, the Inners, that they're, as they're called, people who basically live on Earth, essentially. Um, then you have um, the Mars, the people who Mars has been pretty heavily colonized. And then you have the Belters who are way out there in the belt slaving away, basically, um, you know, getting resources and minerals for the, what they call the Inners. And, and not really reaping all the benefits and the rewards. So you have these three groups, and they've, especially the, the Belters and this Marcos character, have created, um, you know, there's been a lot of animosity over the years, and they don't really get along with each other, so there's a war basically going on. And then there's a lot of other things that have happened in the Expanse. There are these rings out there that allow travel to distant star systems, uh, and and so forth. But I, I really enjoyed very much the last few episodes. I thought it was a bit that compressed, <laughs> honestly. Uh, they had a lot to cover. I've heard, I don't know if there's anything super official yet, but I've heard talk that there may be subsequent movies that Amazon, that, you know, the other part about The Expanse, which was a little weird, is it started out on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then it moved to Amazon. Amazon picked it up when uh when the sci-fi channel canceled it and dropped it. So the last seasons were done by Amazon and Amazon, I guess is thinking of doing some films because there's definitely more they could do with this. It's based on a book series and yeah, I I've very much enjoyed the expanse. I love the characters. It, it, again, it's a, it's one of the more real sci-fi shows that you'll ever see. And uh, uh, the battles that they do in space are so, visceral and and cool and the Rasenante, the the main ship that the, the the heroes kind of fly around in is is great i'm so glad that i did that kickstarter for that model that i got of it it turned out great and it was such a great deal and price at the time i wish i had ordered two um but anyway yeah it's it's if you want to watch a uh just just a very very well written very well um you know, dramatized and, and just just a cool sci-fi show. If you haven't watched The Expanse, check it out. I think it's all, all the seasons are on Amazon Prime. So I, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's really great. It makes me, I, I got to start reading some of the books. It, it's it, it's just like, <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones that I, I need to read the book still. I, I used to have this just edict in my mind way, way back that I wouldn't watch anything, a movie or a TV show, without first reading the books. You know, and I violated that. The Rico's Prime Directive, I violated that all. I violate that all the time these days just because it's impossible just to keep up. Uh, you know, with there's like The Witcher, which was, uh, oh, that's another one that I just wrapped up not that long ago, uh, season two of that, which was great uh, on Netflix. But the... Um, yeah, these books for um, the Expanse are out there, and I, I do want to read those. The um, what else did I want to say about the show? I really love the cast, I, I, and and there's you know they slip in humor and 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 a lot of emotion. People talk about people talk about how uh, Michael Burnham on Discovery you know cries all the time. There's a lot of crying on the Expanse. There's a lot of emotion and a lot of 
people losing their losing their bleep, you know, on the on the expanse and and so I mean, you know, just keep that in mind, folks. Uh, people people get, you know, you know, they people have emotions. We're not Vulcans, so all right, check out the expanse when you can. The other show, um, a few other shows to cover here. Obviously, uh, well, let's slip in a, a quick one that hasn't finished yet. Just uh, I, I'm really enjoying Boba Fett. I know there's been, again, you know, the internet discon- gets a discontent a bit with it. And I've talked about that before, but I'm really liking it. I'm like the way it's building on things. I like the relationship, especially. There was a lot of that in the, the most recent episode between uh, Boba and Fennec, played by Ming Na Ming Wan. Um, anyway, who was on um, Marvel Agents of Shields, uh, Shields, uh, Marvel <laughs> Marvel's Agents of Shield. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's fun, and and it's it's so cool to see more of Tatooine and the underworld and 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 just this era. The only thing that about Boba Fett that I'm having a little trouble with is the the timeline. So so it's supposed to be basically well. They're they're doing a lot of flashbacks in the show. Obviously, Boba Fett at the end of Return of the Jedi, or not at the end, but at the beginning, he falls into the Sarlacc pit, right? All that whole thing. And uh, we all thought, okay, well, bad Boba Fett got killed there, right? Nope, nope, he makes his way out. But the – and I don't I don't want to give away too much of this show, but it's, it's hard to basically tell, like, well, how long was he down in there? And then when he got out, you know, how long was he hanging around and what was he doing? And, and I'm having, I almost want them to say Stardate, something, you know, such and such. It's not a big deal, but it, it's a little with what happened, especially in the most recent episode, it's they're trying to line everything up. And, and it's it's confusing my science brain a little bit about when, how long was he actually, it, it kind of seems like he was down actually in that Sarlacc for a while, but who knows. All right. Boba Fett, fun show on Disney Plus. Everything's on a streaming service. <laughs> uh, be careful what you wish for, people. All right, I need a slight break here. I don't think I think I'm just going to put in maybe some music or something like that. But I just need to run and do something real quick. I'll come back and we'll talk about a few more shows um, that I've been enjoying and watching and finishing up. Actually, what I think I will do is I'm going to play the theme music song to uh, the next show that I'm going to cover here, which is called Cowboy Bebop, the live action one that was on Netflix or is on Netflix. I'll play that and I'll be back in a few moments.
Yeah, there you go. There's the opening theme to the that's the Netflix uh, live action uh, Cowboy Bebop. Just um, really cool credits that basically mimic the anime credits. You know, Cowboy Bebop is an anime show property that was done more than 20 years ago now. And you can see some of it. I don't think it's all on Netflix. I, I think part of the there's like 26 episodes, I think, and a and a Cowboy Bebop movie. I've watched some of it. I haven't watched all of it, but um, I really, really enjoyed this show. I just finished the uh, last episode a couple of days ago, and I'm really uh, disappointed in Netflix. I, I think uh, like John Cho is 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 great as Spike Spiegel. I, I, I just, it's just, and the whole cast is good and it looks cool and it's just, it's got a, a Firefly kind of vibe to it and it's got that mix of sort of Western and and and, and Asian, you know, how much Asian influence and, and, and you know, Chinese and things in, in Firefly and just... Anyway, this just is it was really fun and 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 intense and serious and and just just a lot of things and I'm I'm really sad Netflix practically oh, I don't know a week or two after the show came on the air in, in late November. I think it was like November 19th or whatever, but they said, "Oh, we're canceling it." You know, like, oh, guys, I mean, geez, I'm really hoping somebody picks it up again. Um this first season was fantastic. And, and there's a lot more they can do with it. Uh, it's yeah, and uh, the the it it it's just f- cool and fun. And I don't I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I I like anime. I I'm not a huge like watching it every day kind of anime guy, but I've watched plenty. And and so there's a lot of that influence in here. They didn't try to shy away from it. Even the opening credit sequence is they basically mimicked and matched what they did in the anime. So. Um, and a lot of what's going on in these episodes is is also what happened in the anime as well, but now live action. Yeah, I I'm really really disappointed in Netflix for just you know dropping it you know like this, and they've done that with a few shows that I've watched, where it was like one season and nope we're we're done, and uh, it's a it's funny because they seem like there's a new show on there every other day, right? Of of uh, of something so. Gosh, I can remember back, you know, when when Netflix first started back oh years ago, twenty years now or something. I don't I don't remember when they first were doing their, you know, they would mail you a DVD in the mail, uh, type of thing. I don't know how many listening did that. I did. I did it forever. I I, I rented tons of DVDs uh, via Netflix, and then you know went to streaming. But it's it's amazing that of the like huge whatever thing they've become and all these movies and shows that they're producing now with with huge huge stars and and all that so um why couldn't you just keep cowboy bebop guys it was fun uh yeah maybe we'll get another one poor poor space western type shows just just can't make it i guess but maybe we'll segue that all over we'll segue into there's sort of a little bit of a space western kind of frontier kind of a thing feeling to this show is uh, Lost in Space. Um, that is really was the, the I'm talking about the new Lost in Space on Netflix uh, that ran for three seasons. They, their third season just finished up and, that, and that's a wrap. They've uh, and and it 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 um, 
you know, the original series in the 60s ran for three seasons, too. So it's sort of, you know, kind of interesting that they decided to do that. I think this show, this show, Lost in Space, is is one, and I, I don't go hunting down every internet corner or nook, but most people seem to really like it a lot and um, had hoped that they would even be able to do more. Uh, I think um, you don't see these kinds of shows. It's science fiction. Basically, it's a future show where the earth is having, you know, overpopulation and problems and all these things. And so they're going to start colonizing out there and they build these ships, the Jupiters, to do that. And they're going to go to the basically our nearest star, Alpha Centauri, and and things happen. You know, there's a stowaway and there's robots and, and all kinds of stuff. What I liked about the the Netflix show, and I love the 60s series, it has a lot of special place kind of in my heart. Grew up on watching the reruns of that along with the reruns of the original Star Trek. And the, you know, Lost in Space on TV started out very serious, totally very serious straight show the first season, even a bit into the second, you know, but then it started to shift quite a bit into kind of comedy and and there was a lot of Dr. Smith will and the robot shows and and it it really did did degrade or dwindle and and not not as good as the earlier more adventure and family it was basically the premise of lost in space is if you know the disney property i think it's a disney no it was but uh, it's it's Swiss Family Robinson basically, and they're still called the Robinsons. And it's it's instead of being marooned on an uh, on an island out somewhere where they have to basically build their own shelters and get their own food and all that, they're marooned kind of out in space and have to figure out a way to survive. So that's the Irwin Irwin Allen's original premise for Lost in Space, and the new show is kind of like that. But there are differences, and this isn't really spoilers. You can see these trailers. The characters are a little different. There's, you know, some more relationship stuff. The robot's quite a bit different. Dr. Smith is now a woman, uh, which is fine. The, you know, and all that. But the, but what I was going to say is it, 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 the show is very straight. Like there's some comedy a little bit, a tiny bit, mostly with Don West and his little pet chicken. But, um, but the, but there isn't very much. It, it's a, it's a very intense, straight, sci-fi you know family lost out there and trying to survive and boy they get put through the ringer too on this show and it's it's really good it's it's really good and and the other thing that i liked about it was that they the cast the younger cast you know they didn't like you know wesley crusher here's how i can say it even though will robinson on 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 the new lost in space and the old one too was supposed to be kind of a genius and he is it it, it 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 just works pretty well. It doesn't come off as sort of like, you know, oh, he's Mr. He's gonna save the day all the time. He's Mr. Smarty Pants. They all get a chance to kind of shine and save the day a bit. So, you know, I love that. And again, solid cast, really great, great group. I'm gonna miss seeing them on, on the show. Maybe we'll get more one day. Maybe they'll have a reunion. <laughs> movie or something that Netflix will put together, you know, them five, 10 years from now, but really, really good. I love the fact that they blended in some of the music from the original series. That was great. Uh, the new robot is very cool, very different. Um, I think this is a great show in the fact that they took elements from the original series, but 
then they pretty much created their own thing. You know, they, they could have overdone that, like, you know, hey, let's take what we, you know, from the original show and do it just like that, more or less. Or I wouldn't think anybody would do that these days. But it, it's it's quite a bit different than the original show. I think the there may be people out there who who possibly might think, and this is kind of a narrow view, but oh, you know, that was that silly little old kid show, you know, Lost in Space was. I'm not going to watch that new version on on uh, Netflix. It's not it's not like that at all. I mean, for one. I think we could use a little silliness, and I'm going to get to the next thing I'm going to talk about is kind of like that. But most shows these days, because of, again, they reflect the, the times we live in, there's no silliness much left. Uh, on. <laughs> there's still South Park making fun of things. There's a little silliness in things like Saturday Night Live and some comedy shows like Family Guy and whatever, but everything is so, like, just drama and grim somewhat even star trek to, to degree there's very little lightheartedness in that's why i kind of like prodigy and even lower decks because there is some of that in there and i think they um i hope that they can find a way to mix a bit of that more into like i, I could see it fitting in as the strange new world show and i hope they can i i think that cast has a little light lightness and deftness that i think they can bring it in there uh, I think like Anson Mount, I think is is can be pretty funny when when he tries. You know, well when you know it calls for it type of thing. So it's yeah, looking forward to that. Need some tea. Very dry here today. Yeah. So anyway, that Lost in Space, check it out. And and I I'm figuring that most of the people who listen to Treks and Sci-Fi and you guys follow me and have for a while. Probably most of the stuff I'm talking about, you're already watching. Maybe not all of it, uh, but you know there are people that listen. Maybe that haven't seen any of these things. But I'm also giving you my views. I mean, I always say, or I've said many times, you know, I always would, I'd get accused of, oh, I like everything, and no, that's not really true. Like I watched this. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a side point, but I watched this movie last night. I don't know why I settled on this when I was flipping through Netflix and. It was something called the SASF, the Rise of the Black Swan or something. What caught my eye, I wanted something kind of action-y. And um, what's her name? Ruby Rose, who was in Batwoman for one season till that all kind of went down. And there was some bad something, blood that happened. I don't know, whatever. But um, but she was in it. And it looked kind of like Die Hard-ish, you know, because there's this one man military guy trying to take on all these terrorist characters. But it was a really dumb movie overall. It was like two hours of really kind of ridiculous stuff. And I can take that sometimes too, but it it wasn't really, um, honestly, I mean, I, I, I watch a lot of action stuff and there's there's a there's kind of a point sometimes in one of these movies where you go, yep, that's it. I'm out. I'm, I'm not really buying it anymore kind of a thing. I almost actually stopped watching it after like the first five or ten minutes because I didn't like what was going on. And I probably should have listened to my gut more. <laughs> but I had made some popcorn and I was like, yeah, I'll just watch it, whatever. It's fine. Um, because there's a few other things that I, you know, I've kind of my, got in my queue that I want to watch. There's this interesting movie. I'm not going to bother to look up the name for it. Jason Siegel's in it. Uh, Robert Redford, uh, Rooney Mar. How do we say her name? Rooney Mara, whatever. Um, 
I think it's from about four or five years ago now, maybe 2018 or so. Uh, something about the premise, and I saw it when I was scanning through, I think it was on Netflix, something about the premise of them um, proving that like there's an afterlife. Like they do some kind of weird sciencey thing, experiment, you know, put some probes on somebody when they're dying. I don't know what they do, but but the but the premise seems to be at least a little blurb of the two or three sentences on Netflix was something like after the you know the uh the proof of the afterlife is determined something like you know suicides in the world go way up because i guess you know i guess it's the afterlife looks pretty good so maybe why just hang around here i don't, I don't know but it looked intriguing to me i kind of that metaphysical kind of sciency kind of uh like um, thing that they do sometimes in, in movies or TV, I, I get kind of that hooks me. That's that's one thing I kind of enjoy. Like the other show, the other shows, the the movies and things and 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 stuff that I I think I recently did a show a podcast about you know all the like robotics and androids and movies and TV it, it, that that kind of interests and fascinates me a bit too. So yeah. Uh, I, but that was my what I was going to watch, and then I ran across this action. Maybe I'll watch the other thing tonight. I mean, Robert Redford's in that other movie I'm describing. I should look up the name. Maybe I will in here in a second. But the uh, you know, if Robert Redford's in it, it's got to be pretty good, right? So, all right, let us finish off with just a couple of quick things. I already talked about Prodigy. Um, the uh, two other little things uh, I wanted to mention is um, I was mentioning that I was going to talk about a silly show, Peacemaker, um, who's a character that was introduced in that last Suicide Squad movie, who I didn't really care for, played by John Cena. Well, some things that he does in that movie I didn't really care for, but he's kind of a goof. But I'll tell you what, this this HBO series with him is just great. It's just funny. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. You think Harley Quinn's over the top? Watch this show. I mean, he has a pet eagle. I mean, come on, called Eagly. Uh, I, I mean, uh, it's just, yeah. So, uh, it, and it's very, uh, I saw one of the guys uh, on the Treks and Sci Fi forum said it's so James Gunn, you know, who did Guardians of the Galaxy and he did that last Suicide Squad movie. So, yeah, it is. It is. James Gunn likes to kind of push it, you know, push the limits and, and, and is kind of crazy, ridiculous, over-the-top stuff. I think sometimes that can become too much. Like, I didn't really care that much, truthfully, for the last Suicide Squad movie, especially, you know, there's a sometimes these things get to the point where, oh, look how crazy I can do something. And and look, I can even top that. It's like evil can evil. People know evil can evil anymore. You know, who used to, you know, back in the heyday of his time, he would um, jump on a motorcycle typically uh, over cars. Okay, you start over 20 cars, then 30 cars, then buses, then a plane, you know, whatever, like then the Grand Canyon or whatever. So there's a point in time where it becomes kind of like, okay, all right, it's too much, right? It's just now it's just ridiculous for almost the sake of being ridiculous, I, I guess, so. But Peacemaker is is really good. I think there's going to be maybe eight episodes, and we've had four or five. Four? I think they threw out – yeah, we got three at right when it came out, 
And I think we've had only one more. I think there's only been four. So, um, yeah, HBO, check that out. Um, I think you guys will, uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of language. Just keep that in mind. A lot of violence, a lot of language. I mean, it's very comic booky. I mean, in terms of violence and, and, uh, fights and that kind of thing. So, I mean, if you've seen Suicide Squad, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you kind of know what you're going to get. That's that it's in those kind of, you know, veins or, or whatever. The other show that I wanted to briefly say, and then I'm going to wrap up the show. I think we're going to hit about an hour for this podcast. Woo. That's good. That's, that was always my target or has been, um, is this new Naomi, Naomi, is it Naomi or Naomi? I think it's Naomi. Yeah. But it's on the CW. She's based on a uh, relatively recent DC comic. Um, It's about a younger black girl who's in high school and starts to discover that she has powers and that she's not from, (laughs) from around here. She's not from earth again, not really a spoiler. It's all over the trailers, but yeah, I'm really liking it. Cast is good. Uh, there's some interesting things happening. I, I'm semi-familiar with the character from the comics, um, but I'm not an expert. I, I mean, I've, uh, she shows up in multiple comics. She's had her own comic. I don't think she has her current, currently has her own comic, but maybe she does with the show out now. I'm not sure. I read too many comics, so it's very hard. There's so many that come out each week. It's very hard to keep track. Plus, since I already read so many I don't, I don't want to add another comic to my <laughs> my weekly list of uh, or monthly. Some, you know, detective comics with Batman right now, they just started this run of, of detective. Now, keep in mind, when I first started reading comics, they were always, every every comic was monthly. It was always monthly for, for, for a long time. Comics just came out every month. So one issue of, of a comic a month isn't too bad, you know, in terms of buying them keeping up with them but so many series these days are are twice a month way too many are twice a month and and detective comics this batman that's been around forever uh, is is now gone into for i think it's for about a 10 week run they're weekly <laughs> it's weekly <laughs> it's like holy cow and and they're like four dollars each or whatever and i get i get a discount at my comic shop so you know i get 25 percent off so that's kind of nice but it's a lot to keep up with point is so i don't want to add any more comics but naomi is is really good really enjoying it oh and superman and lois is back which is great because i love that show so much I, i think it's one of the best superman shows they've ever done you know we've never ever in movies tv Never seen a, a family man, Superman with a couple of kids dealing with all that. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, watch that. All right. Uh, this has been a bit of a struggle, I'll admit, today because <laughs> I have a bit of a headache and I'm okay. I'm healthy, I think. I, I think it's just we're getting a bit of a weather pattern here. And, <laughs> excuse me, the, um, that's just dryness, but the, um, and I'm not uh, the other thing that I've noticed with the podcast and the fact that I I work at home these days and my voice has become uh, I don't talk as much basically essentially I'm not I'm not uh, you know when I would go to an office back in you know two years ago and it was a small office just a couple people but uh, you know I would talk off and on most of the day and and your voice is a, like a muscle so that I I don't 
you know, for me to talk a straight hour like this is, is, and it's dry in the house, even though we have a humidifier on our furnace. But um, how did I segue off on all that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. What was I talking about? I was just saying it was a bit of a struggle to get through today, but a lot of fun to talk about all these things with you guys. So much great content. So many things to watch uh, to keep us, you know, going in this in these times and uh, stay healthy. Please get vaccinated if you're not. Please think about that because it's there's no reason not to really there unless you have a you know a condition medically like an allergy or something like that. I mean, it's uh, sorry, I had to get a drink of tea there to finish this up, but. Um, yeah. All right. That's my pitch for that. Um, and get boosted too. Of course, if you, if you've been vaccinated, make sure you get that third shot. It's very important right now. Okay. There's my public service announcement from Trexton Sci-Fi. All right, you guys, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this. And we got a lot of great new things coming in, in February too. Re really, really cool stuff. It's not really sci-fi, but I'm looking forward to that Reacher show, which I think is on Amazon prime. And, uh, there's some movies coming, too as well so um yeah really uh it's a great time to be uh, a nerd and a geek and and, and get this kind of uh, amazing stuff uh, i always like to tell people yeah i'll take you back to about mm, let me see uh well you can i can either take you back to like the late 80s early 90s when i mean yeah we were we we're getting a little bit of stuff we were getting some pretty cool movies still but um you know, you know, there wasn't Star Wars, you know, there were no prequels even yet. Um, yeah. And we got a big Star Wars year. I didn't talk. Well, I talked a little bit about it, Boba Fett, but got a lot of Star Wars stuff coming this year as well. Looks like they had a new um, cast announcement for um, the Ahsoka series, too. What's her name? Uh, let me look real quick here. Scrolling on the site. Uh, oh, yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I guess is now the... All right, they're not married, I think, but is the girlfriend. I think they've had a kid or are having a kid. She's hooked. She's with... Um, I was going to say hooked up. That sounds crude. Sorry. Um, she is with Ewan McGregor. So people are saying, you know... So she's going to be, I guess, some character on Ahsoka. Uh, with Rosario Dawson, and that's going to be great. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, I love Mandalorian. I like Boba Fett, but I, I'm a Jedi. I, I, I like Jedi stuff. You know, get me some lightsaber fights. Get me some Jedi. So anything that brings that back in, um, especially, I mean, we're in this era of like five years post-Return of the Jedi. I mean, are we going to see some more Luke possibly? I mean, I think I'm cool with here. I'm going to say it here. Maybe I've said it before. I don't know. You know, I hate the idea of them ever recasting some of these iconic roles. But the I'm going to loosen it up about that. I mean, the, the one that keeps getting thrown around out there is Sebastian Stan, uh, you know, who played Bucky in, in the, in the um, Marvel films. He has a very strong resemblance to Mark Hamill, especially of that time frame, you know. So people are saying you could use, you know, he could he could play Luke, right? Rather than this whole CGI thing, you know, face swapping him, you know, whatever, like they did in in um, oops, spoiler alert, but that was over a year ago. Um, but anyway, um, I would be cool with a Luke Luke showing up a little bit or something happening there. Um, we'll see. Anyway, Ahsoka, I don't know. Are we going to get that by the end of the year? Are they filming it yet? I don't know. Who knows? So many things to keep track of. All right. 
that's it, I think. All right. I hope everybody's well. Stay well. Stay healthy. I know um, my grandkids, seems weird to say that still, <laughs> two sons, two grandsons. Two sons. I have two grandsons um, from my oldest son, uh, Cameron and Bryson. They've had a, they've been a little under the weather over there, just colds. Uh, but over the last week or two, it's been a little. And Lynn, my wife, got sick too, so uh, she was kind of helping them out a little, and she caught it. And so far, I'm okay. I think, even though I might have sound a little raggedy today, uh, I always remember when I say raggedy. Oh gosh, this will take you back. Um, the second Mad Max movie, or the third one, Thunderdome? Third one, third one, sorry. Uh, Tina Turner's in that movie, and she looks at Mad Max at one point, and she says, oh, he's just a raggedy man. And and when I'm feeling a little, like, froggy in my throat or something, and uh, I always think of that line, uh, he's just, a, you know, because he's pretty much, you know, he's been out in the desert, you know, wilderness, and he's pretty messed up looking, so... Uh, Anyway, all right. I don't know. Boy, sometimes my brain just bounces around like a ping pong ball, like there's a ping pong ball inside there. So, all right. I'm trying to pull up Audacity and seeing. All right. We're about an hour and two minutes. I'll edit this up, get it posted today. Everyone take it easy. Enjoy the football if that's your thing. Um, I started to do this DraftKings thing a little bit for some silliness. Yeah, I'm not very good at picking winners, although I did okay. I, th I think I'm two for two or two for two out of four. Maybe I'm only 50 50, or maybe I'm three out of five of picking winners. And I bet like five bucks. So no big deal. But all right, everybody, take it easy. Enjoy the content. Uh, I'll talk to you again next week. Like I said, we'll be a, a, a group chat where we'll probably run through a lot of these topics again, but with other people's opinions. So I'll probably let them do most of the talking next week and see what you guys see what they think of some of these current properties. And um, take care, everyone. Um, See you again very soon. Bye. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.